I would definitely frame the title as a wind-resistant construction. This is 7 Minutes of BS. Building science with a B. I'm Dan Morrison, editor of Pro Tradecraft. And I got some strong opinions about that. And that is Ann Cope, chief engineer of the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety. I mean, hurricanes are big, important, named things that we pay attention to. But Mother Nature doesn't care what you call the wind. The wind blows. And it can destroy things in Ohio the same way it can destroy things in uh, Florida. Hurricane resistance is just slightly more resistant than really strong wind resistance. And Anne feels like a lot of people are left feeling complacent because they don't live in a hurricane zone. It absolutely is. There are plenty of people who live in Tornado Alley um, who need wind-resistant construction. So I would define wind-resistant construction as being the selection of building materials and most importantly, special care in the way those building materials are connected. What you want is for the home or the business to be equipped to handle the forces of high winds that are gonna try to tear it apart. Hard wind exerts all kinds of pressures on a house. As it flows around corners, it can create eddies of pressure sucking and blowing different parts of a building. The physics of wind loads are actually a little bit odd because some of it's counterintuitive. So the wind is going to try to suck the roof up and off the building. And the wind's going to try to exploit openings and get in and blow the building up like a balloon. Wind is the push-me-pull-you of the physics kingdom. Because the wind is literally trying to suck the roof off, um, the biggest thing for wind-resistant construction is that you have to keep the roof down so that it doesn't fly off like a kite. So that's the pull-you part. The push-me relates to windows, doors, and other holes in walls. Because Mother Nature is trying to exploit uh, windows and doors. Um, So if you get a broken window, a broken door, a big garage door that fails, Um, The wind is going to try to get in there and blow the building up like a balloon from the inside. Um, So you want to have a wind-rated garage door. You want to make sure that the connections inside the building uh, are strong enough to handle those increased loads in case you get a door that pops open. Windows and doors are the obvious spots, but gable vents are another. They provide a direct path for strong wind to push that roof from below while simultaneously tugging on the top. Large roof vents can definitely be a weak link because they can let in some wind and some rain. But that doesn't mean that roof venting is bad. Now, you need to have that attic ventilated, but you want to choose good uh, products that are going to keep the rain out. Um, and that aren't going to be a vulnerability that they themselves could fly off. So it's really gable end vents that could be bad news for a house. But the geometry of a gable roof is suboptimal in a windstorm. A hip roof is a better geometrical shape. It's like a turtle. The wind will blow right over top of the turtle. When the wind stops, the turtle stands up and walks away. And if you present the wind with a large flat object like the gable end of a roof. Putting a sail on a turtle may seem like a good idea in a light breeze, but when the wind picks up, that sail's going to pick up the turtle and the results won't be pretty. So back to the venting. Hip roofs can be vented using soffit and ridge vents, and some ridge vents on the market meet the Miami-Dade rain requirements. Those products are excellent choices in all parts of North America, because often there's a lot of water being carried by those high winds. And if even some of the water that hits the house gets in, it can have devastating consequences. You know, wind can really begin the cascade of, of damage. Um, And, you know, my family has a very personal story on why does it matter. You know, I I hear people say, oh, well, that's why I have insurance. You know, that's going to pay for my house if it gets destroyed by a storm. 
I'll just get another house. It's no big deal. I have insurance. And, and I absolutely agree. People should have insurance to cover their risks. But I've also seen what happens when you get just a little bit of wind damage. I've seen that firsthand. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. My parents had really good insurance during the 2004 hurricane season, and they used it um, because their roof failed. They were lucky. The house wasn't completely destroyed, but the water got in. And so some of the shingles came off, probably 25% of the um, shingles that are on their house, and the water came pouring in. Then they spent a year in a tiny FEMA trailer in their driveway, and they didn't get back to normal until the following Christmas. So sure, they, you know, they, their house wasn't that damaged, but the impact was staggering. Something like nine bathtubs of water can leak into a house that has a few blown off shingles. So the shingle repair is only a few hundred bucks, but the water damage that piggybacks with the wind, that can be financially and emotionally devastating. Fortunately, keeping the roof down and dry is a pretty simple engineering situation. The main things that you have to do to get a fortified roof, a good strong roof for your family, you have to do three things. One, you gotta nail the roof deck for high winds. So you gotta make sure it has enough nails and that those nails are ring shank nails so they have a good bite. It should go without saying that the nails should hit the framing, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyway. The nails should hit the framing. Number two, you gotta seal the roof deck to keep that water out. A lot of the roofers prefer using a really good 30 pound felt and um, double layering that with a good nailing pattern. A lot of roofers like the simplicity of a system like the Huber Zip system because it, it's all right there in the manufacturer's instructions. There's some roofers that like the uh, peel and stick. Um, there's a couple of good methods out there for keeping the water out and it makes a big difference. When we have a sealed roof deck, um, we have shown in our lab that it prevents 90% of the water that tries to get in from getting in. The difference between a weekend roof repair and a year in a FEMA trailer. And number three, you gotta lock those shingles at the edge of the roof so they have the best performance. You have to use the right starter strip. You have to give the bottom shingles the right chance to, um, to, to get past that wind. Locking the bottom shingles is an important detail. You put down your underlayment and then you put the drip edge over the underlayment to lock it down. We also want to see you use a nice bead, not too thick, but a nice bead of the roofing cement um, to keep everything stuck together and then use the correct starter strip so that you give that first row of shingles something to bite onto. That sounds like a great squashed sandwich of roofing material. That's a great squashed sandwich of roofing material that's going to stand up to a high wind gust. And if you do those three things, you got a good strong roof. Below the roof, looking at holes in the walls. One of the most important things you can do is make sure that you have a wind rated garage door. Your garage door should have a label, it should have a wind rating, and it needs to be properly installed to be able to stand up to the right wind pressures. The strength isn't really a function of strong door panels, though they're buckle resistant. Really, the wind, wind rating, rating comes, comes from, the, from the stability of the track and the hardware that, that keeps that track in place. The panels of the door themselves, you don't want them to buckle in and cause a big problem, um, but it's that system together. The strong enough panel, good track, and the hardware that connects it to the side, that's what's going to keep your door in place and not allow it to just buckle and land on top of your car. In hurricane areas, it makes sense to use operable storm shutters or impact-resistant windows. 
Or both. Because of the type of hazard that you're going to experience and the amount of debris that's going to be flying around, um, you want to give those openings the best chance of not getting broken and allowing that hurricane to come into your house. If you live in the middle of the country, away from hurricane zones, flying trees will probably seem less likely, unless you're living in Tornado Alley. What's important for your house is that it's connected well. Roof-to-wall connection. Uh, not just, you know, toenailed. They have to actually be strapped. The roof trusses to the walls. And the walls and floor to the foundation. And the walls have to be connected firmly all the way down through into the foundation. Like anchor bolts, as specified in the code for like the last forever. In some places, what I've just described is beyond code. And so we are working to make sure that people everywhere uh, have good protection by talking with uh, building code commissions and building code groups. Because again, just because you don't live in a hurricane zone doesn't mean that the wind doesn't want to suck your roof to where the sun don't shine. The reason that rafter ties may not be used in so many jurisdictions could be the colloquial use of the term hurricane straps. Many people have called them hurricane straps. I'd like for people to just call them straps. While it's easy to just call them straps or rafter ties, it's hard to retrofit them into an old house. There are absolutely easy upgrades you can make to existing houses in high wind areas. But it is absolutely easy to retrofit that garage door. It is absolutely easy to make sure that when you are re-roofing, that you follow those three steps and you get yourself a fortified roof. Those are the things you gotta do when you're, you're thinking about how you can make your house strong. Strong minds build strong houses, so it's no wonder that you get paid for what you do and what you know. If you don't know what you're doing, it doesn't matter how well you do it, right? Think about that one while I thank Dr. Ann Cope and the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety for being a willing participant in our show. Seven Minutes of BS is a production of the SGC Horizon Media Network.